0: And you should be honored today. Uh, Washington Irving said these words. He said, a mother's the truest friend we have. When trials heavy and sudden fall upon us, when adversity takes the place of prosperity, when friends who rejoice with us in our sunshine desert us when troubles thicken around us, still she will cling to us and endeavor by her kind precepts and counsels to dissipate the clouds of darkness and cause peace to return To our hearts. This man and myself came up through the Vietnam era, and it is said by those who worked, particularly the nurses who worked and the doctors in those medical units just behind the front lines, that other than calling on Christ when young men were dying, young men that were prepared for battle and had done battle and had had come into the maturity enough to to go into battle that many of those young men were crying out not only to God but crying out for their mother if their mother could only be there there's no nurse there's no doctor there's no other person other than God himself they could hold their hand and give them the comfort that they needed uh, to pass out of this world So regardless of who you are today, uh, whether you had a great mom or you had a problematic mom, uh, uh, if you had a good mother, you got a glimpse of what God's love is like. Because he related his love to a mother's love. God's love is frankly hard to understand. How could he love us that much? But when you see that maternal instinct in a mother, a good mother loves that much. I read the story while doing some research last night. And I, I read the story of a mom whose car overturned into a, a frozen, almost frozen over pond. And it sunk just far enough that there was just an air pocket in the top of it. She had a, she had a toddler Um, one one one-and-a-half-year-old, 18 months, somewhere in that neighborhood, in the car seat. And she got that toddler out and held that toddler up with his head above the water. And I forget how many hours she was there before someone from the highway saw the top of the car, and then they sent the help. And when they came, the mother had passed away. But because of the severe cold, she was still holding She had just passed away with her hands locked, holding that toddler's head out of the water, and that child survived. That's the kind of love that God is talking about uh, when he talks about his love for his people. He talks about it in very distinct terms. Isaiah 66 verse 12 through 13 it says for thus saith the Lord behold I will extend peace to her speaking of his covenant people and nation like a river and the glory of the gentiles like a flowing stream then shall ye suck ye shall be born upon her sides and ye shall be dandled upon her knees. That's that's mama talk. Can you say, man, hallelujah. God said my blessing because of my tender love, my tender and tenacious love is going to be like a mother's love. You see, mom, she's got a, she's got a baby right here. She's carrying it right on her hip. She's walking this way. Amen. (laughs) And thou shalt be dandled upon her knees. You you know what? You know what? The word that is used for God's great, great, he just fulfills everything. I I like the way that Willie put it this morning. Sometimes it's just so overwhelming. Praise God. But but he is called literally the many-breasted one, El Shaddai. You know what that means? It's a maternal term. It means the many-breasted one. It's a God who, he said, you shall suck, and you shall be carried on her hip, and and you shall be dandled upon her knees. The many-breasted one. See, he doesn't just provide, he provides because he loves that deeply, intimately, and personally, Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody here loves to hear, and I, got, I told you I'm Pentecostal from my head to my foot and all in between. And we were power-centered. Everything was about power. We, did, we, we sung power in the blood in triplicate. We didn't just sing there's power in the blood when we really got cranked up and got a full head of steam singing. We sing there's power, power, wonder, working power. And then we sing there's power, power, power and i 'll tell you you've got, to get a, you've got to get either anointed or full, or something has to happen to get it all in. <laughs> amen. We got excited about the power of God, but the power of God doesn't tell you a lot about the person, and we were constantly told how powerful God is. God is able, and we didn't have a bit of problem believing that God is able. Can you say, man? But you see, the way that's used in Scripture is not just about his ability, but about his desire to release that power in our behalf. To answer prayer. To deliver. To help us in the time of need. Faith can't just be in God's ability. The fact that God has all power. He's omnipotent is the theological term for that. That's easily believed. You can't believe that. In God at all, if you don't believe that He has the power to create and the power to set free. and That He has all power. Christ has all power. Not most of it. He has all power. In heaven and earth. It's easy to believe God has all power and is able to do all things. And God is all wise. He's omniscient. God is all wise and knows how to do all things. Omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. God is with us. We can grasp that. We can believe that. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in the time of trouble. Can you say amen? God is. They that come to God must. This is an imperative. You must not just believe that He is all-powerful, and He is all-knowing, and He is ever-present. You got to go beyond that. Faith has to go beyond that. You got to believe that he is and that he's a rewarder, a responder to them that diligently seek him. Well, why does he respond? Because he loves you. And that's why blind Barnabas, see we were so power oriented. We've been taught to stand up and declare Listen, just back up a minute. Get back in the book. Get away from the television a little while and the preacher that you idolize. Amen? Amen. 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 I said the preacher, I don't want to be idolized. Oh, I want to point you to somebody better than me, bigger than me, mightier than me. You know what makes my job easier? When you hook up with Jesus and He takes good care of you. Amen. My job's a piece of cake. When God can take care of you, God can meet your needs, and you, you've learned how and put into practice your faith, and you look to Christ. I don't want you to feel... Listen, have you ever heard if you can't run with the big dog, stay on, s- stay on the porch? I'm going to tell you something about God and your Christ. <laughs> I, I don't run with the big dogs I think most of the time I'm not on the porch I'm under the porch <laughs> the kind of dogs we've had are the kind of dogs that really bark as long as they're barking through the door looking out at something but you put them outside where the something is and that's when they want to go under the porch can you say that I, I don't like the idea if you can't take the heat stay out of the kitchen. If you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch. I like, a, I, like the, I like the truth about God. I like the blind Bartimaeus that's sitting by the wayside and he hears Jesus coming and Jesus gets closer and blind Bartimaeus says, Jesus, son of David, I believe your word. I'm standing on your word that I might be healed. No, that's not what he's appealing to. The focus of his faith is not God's power to heal. Although he knew God had the power to heal. But that wasn't the focus of his faith. Jesus, Son of David, you've got all power in heaven and earth, come and heal me. No, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. It was his compassion, his love that produced mercy that was the focus of his faith. And if you don't get your faith focused on his love, you know what? You're, you're going to have faith to believe that he has all power. He knows how to do all things. He has the power to do all things. He's present with us. But will he release that power in your behalf and mine? What's, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe. Yeah. Then, while you're praying. And how can you do that? you got to know more than He has power and He has ability. you got to know that He loves you enough to use all of that in your behalf. That He doesn't just do it for great preachers and great churches. Amen. You know, most people are, are teaching how to, to claim things. And that's there's nothing wrong. With, there's a degree of truth in that. But the reason I can claim it is because I know He's provided it for me. And He loves me enough. Here's what Paul said about it. He said, if he loved us enough to give us... This is great logic right here, Brother Willie. He appreciates logic and and things like this. If he loved us enough to give us his only begotten son, how will he not? How will he not? You see, the faith to believe him for anything is based on a comprehension, understanding, and application of his love, appropriation of his love in our life. Nobody loves you like that. Who am I that a king would bleed and die for? That song really doesn't do justice to what he's done. He wasn't just a great king. He was God, the creator. Who am I that the creator of the universe, that my creator, the creator of everything that is and exists, would bleed and die for, would give his son for? Can you say, man, nobody loves you like that. But when God wants to start communicating how much He loves you, He chooses a mama. A good, dedicated mama that has that maternal instinct. And that's exactly what Jesus said in the New Covenant. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. How many times would I have taken you under my wings as a mother hen does her chicks? I used to go and play with my... my uh, cousin big patricia she's a redheaded tomboy i tell you i didn't have nobody bully me because nobody could beat up big patricia she was a one 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 woman women's lib movement she didn't call it women's lips. She called it fat lip. If you mess with me, she'd give you a fat lip. Boy, girl, didn't make no difference. Nobody messed with big. She's bigger than the rest of us. She's stronger than the rest of us. She could play ball better than the rest of us. Couldn't outrun her. She'd run you down. They raised chickens. They raised chickens. Not to sell, but just for the eggs and for eating. If you wanted fried chicken, you didn't go to KFC. Her, her aunt... Her dad was killed in the Korean War. His mother uh, couldn't raise her in any way. Her aunt raised her, Aunt Dora. And I remember uh, on a Sunday when my dad and my mom and I would go over there, she'd grab a chicken up and wring its neck. Throw it in boiling water and pluck the feathers off, and you had fried chicken. She made she made lemon, uh, she made lemon meringue pie from fresh-squeezed lemons off of a lemon tree and and, and and took the eggs and whipped it. You ain't never tasted it. Marie Callender can't cook like that, I'm telling you, right now. Not like Aunt Dora. She just can't, can't handle it. KFC, forget about it. I mean, this was deep-fried chicken. This is chicken, you know, lard. I don't know if you ever remember lard. It's not Crisco. It's animal fat. You cook that chicken in that, boy, I'm telling you. Make your tongue slap the roof of your mouth till it almost beats your brains out. It's that good. It's that good. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> Amen. I know you've eaten some good fried chicken. I know you have. But it didn't come from KFC. Amen. At, at his mama's funeral... I remember his mama's funeral. What was it that she cooked that the lady, friend of hers, used to go down fishing? Her and and your mama used to go fishing? She used to cook neck bones and rice. She said she cooked neck bones and rice so good make you want to slap your mama. And I don't know what that's all about. I never quite got that. I I know one thing. First time I told that here, she said, "Uh uh-uh, you better not. Amen. <laughs> no matter how good I cook, you do not slap your mama. How can God love like that? How Thou shalt be dandled upon his knees. His name shall be called El Shaddai. I always put it this way. His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Can you say man? He wants to bless you. And I'm not just talking about monetarily. He wants to take care of you. He healed me of cancer when I was eight years of age going Between 8 and 9, he healed me of cancer, of leukemia, that given me up to die. But God loved me, and God loved my family, and God loves enough to release his power, to use his might, to help you and to help me. Can you say amen? That's why the Bible said, (laughs) the Bible said (laughs) in Psalm 36 and 7, how excellent, how excellent, how excellent is thy power that we know that that's easy stuff that's we get that i don't have a problem with god said let there be a universe and there was one i don't have a bit of problem with that where i have a problem is when i pray and there's a delay in the answer and i begin to question god's love for us that's exactly what jesus meant so i, I want to make this very clear remember when they're going Across to the other side, I'm going to go pray, you get in a boat, go to the other side. They're out in the midst of the sea, and a storm comes. And the storm is so bad, it's threatening to sink the boat. And Peter's just looking out over this stormy sea, in this storm-tossed boat with the rest of the disciples. And he sees a man serenely walking on the water. And he keeps looking. He thought he saw a ghost, an apparition. And he realizes, I not only see a man, I recognize who he is. The lightning flashes. He sees through the rain and wind. Number one, I can't believe a man is walking, not only on the water, but on this stormy sea. And not sinking. And number two, he looked like Jesus. He looks like Jesus. Can that not only be, this can't be a ghost, it's, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. And he hollers out above the, the, the roar of the storm, Jesus, if that's you, bid me come to you. And of course, if you want to jump out there in faith, God will say, come on. Can you say, man, he says, come. Come. And impetuous Peter, it was more impetuous Peter's nature to just jump. Someone said one time that faith is not jumping to conclusions, it's concluding to jump. There's a difference. And he jumped out of the boat, and guess what? He hit the water, and he didn't go down. And boy, he's feeling good then. He's walking on water toward Jesus because of that word from the Lord's mouth come. And all my life, I've been taught in the area of faith that if you keep your eyes on Jesus, and this is true, and you keep your you you stand on the word of god then you can you can walk out into that supernatural and you can but he saw that the storm got even worse you can't walk on a stormy sea and not be aware of the storm you can't just blot it all out you're not that good at focusing and i'm not either there are things that will happen that you just can't blot it all out. And Peter began to sink. And I love how this goes. See, that's why the big dog don't have to. If you, can't, you don't have to be the big dog to have God's help. You don't have the kind of, by the way, if anybody here wants to put that to the test, there's a canal back here. Amen. Amen. So if you're ready to walk the water and show your faith, and if you think you're that into the Word of God, I've got news for you this morning. You're not. You need God's grace, friend. You need God's mercy. You need God's help in your life. Can you say amen? And you need it as bad as anybody else needs it. God didn't want him to to build faith in his faith and confidence in himself. God wanted him to depend on him. And I want you to be cautioned. Of any message about faith that makes you more independent from God because you have faith. Faith depends on God. And that's why Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm totally what then? When I'm aware of my weakness, my inability, then I'm totally dependent on who? On the Lord and His grace and His mercy that is sufficient for me. And therefore, when I'm weak, then at that point in my life, when they're telling you to stay on the porch amen when they're telling you to get out of the kitchen amen you tell them that's not my father that's not how my god operates he loves me and he hears my cry when i talk to him and i don't have to show him how strong i am i just have to show him that when i am weak my faith is in him and his goodness his mercy his grace and his faithfulness can you say amen hallelujah amen Lightning storms come off in here and, oh, by the way, immediately, immediately, without any hesitance at all, Peter cried, Lord, save me. Amen. And immediately, wherever Jesus was in proximity to him, immediately Jesus was right there by him, yeah. grabbed him by the hand, lifted him up, and here's where faith is supposed to always be. Hand in hand with Jesus, upheld by Jesus, strengthened by Jesus, Peter and Jesus walked back to the boat. God never intended Peter to walk the water and never sink because of his faith. Because his faith would be in his faith and his ability to believe. And when that failed, there's nothing to fall back on. But when his faith was in Jesus' faithfulness, Hallelujah. To not let him fall. And to come to his aid when he cried out to him. That's where God wants faith to operate. Remember when Jesus was in the ship with them. And a storm comes again. By the way, if you're you're obeying God, expect a storm. Amen. Amen. In every instance, they were obeying God. And the storms blew contrary to where they were headed in obedience to what Jesus had said. And I'm looking at people this morning that I know the storms of life come to you. And some of you can't seem to get your mind off your storm. Amen. It would be good to praise him in the storm. It would be good to quit worrying for a little while. It would be good to say, Lord, you are faithful. And I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. But I know one thing. You're going to do it. Can you say Man, Hallelujah. Because you love me enough to give your son for me. How would you not... Paul said, how can you doubt for one minute if he would go to that length to save you that he would withhold any good thing from your heart and your life? Glory to God. Glory to God. So he and Peter walked back to the boat together. Paul put it this way, I can do all things because of my highly developed faith. No, I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. Be strong in yourself because you've got God's armor? No. Be strong in, in the Lord and the power of His might. Now, I don't look at me now, but I used to work out. I used to be a gym rat back in the day. And I was strong for my size. And I always brag on myself and say, you know, I was benching twice my body weight. They say you're physically fit if you can bench your body weight. And I was benching twice my body weight. I felt good about it. Oh, be careful. Be careful. When we're talking body weight, we're all getting in trouble here. Amen. Be very careful. I've already been warned to be careful the rest of the day. I've already... By a hard hat. You're right. <laughs> I was always strong. And and I was so strong that I, I, I never, ever, hardly ever got sick. And you know, if you've never been weak, I mean really weak, beat down to the point. So when I had that stroke, I went to take a shower. How many bathe naked? You're not so sanctified that... <laughs> How many once again, wow, okay, just checking to see if anybody put on a wetsuit or something to bathe because you so anyway, I got up at six o 'clock in the morning to go to a meeting. I took off my clothes, I started getting a shower, and I got a drop. I just felt like I was going to faint or something. I thought i 'm going to the kitchen, nobody else is up. The blinds are pulled, you know i 'm going to the kitchen, and i 'm going to i 'm going to get me glass of orange juice that was my thinking my mind was already clouded because the stroke was coming on and i went into the kitchen you know i'm still strong i'm i'm healthy i'm i'm just a go-getter and I, i'm on my way to the on my way to the refrigerator i poured orange juice in a little cup I was going to drink it this arm went dead dead weight i could pick it up with this arm and drop it and it's like it wanted to pull me to the floor it just dropped and it was cold and then i got a tingling in my legs next thing i knew my legs went out from under me when my legs went out from under me i fell forward hit my head on the floor there's a garage apartment the garage we turned into a, an apartment for my son that lives with us he heard a big bang over there and he said what's what's happening and he got up and came Pamela didn't know I was in the floor yet, and i, w- I couldn 't speak. this side of my face was numb i couldn't cry out i I was just just me and God, just me and god and i 'm so glad in that moment that my faith was based in his faithfulness i 'm so glad to know that that i didn't have to. Defeat the devil, who's already defeated. I have to take authority over him, but I didn't have to bind the devil. It wasn't the devil; it was it was my faulty body pushed beyond its limits because of my lack of wisdom. One time, I fell and hit my head when I was bivocational for twelve years. I, I hit my head on the back of the tile uh, in the tub, slipped out, my feet went up and me, I hit my head, and uh, I went to work afternoon shift in a production plant i went to work felt dampness on the back of my head about second hour into work reached up there and i had a handful of blood whatever it swelled and then it it opened up and blood started pouring you know what i did didn't go to the hospital didn't go home i went to the bathroom got me wet paper towels got all the blood out of the back of my hair put my hair net back on amen went back to work finished my my shift I think my wife had asked for prayer, and I think, it was, I think it was you, dear sister Ruth, that called him to call me and tell me that I needed to take care of myself. And I got a call from Brother Hobbs saying, did you, are you, in other words, reminded me that I'm not Superman. Well, I thought I was Superman for a long time because God had been good to me, And I hadn't had all those troubles that put you in that weakened condition. But when you're laying on your back and you can't move and you can't talk and you can't hardly breathe and you're naked as the day you come into this world and you can't even cover yourself up and your son goes and gets his mama and said, Dad's in the floor. Mama, he ain't got no clothes on and something's happened to him. He can't talk. He can't get up paramedics come they couldn't get me up they couldn't help me up they just i was dead weight and they said can you help us help you up and i said no i can't move and when they got me to the hospital i was still in that condition and i told my wife because i felt so helpless but i wasn't hopeless there's a difference there's a difference there's a difference i was helpless but i wasn't hopeless And when I am weak, Paul said, and my faith is exclusively and only and totally in Christ, then am I made strong. Praise God. Hallelujah. They wanted to give me a shot that it can be dangerous if it's a bleeding stroke until they determine what kind. Mine was a pressure stroke instead of the bleeding stroke. Medical terminology. So they asked me before they took the risk of giving me the shot, to do something they said sir can you hold your foot up and I held it up people were praying already I mean God just God just put put me into people's homes and into their hearts that's why I want to keep teaching you faith and how it works because I might need your prayers again someday (laughs) And I want you to be able to touch the Lord for me praise God amen and you did and he did praise God But I couldn't do anything but call upon the Lord. However, I did one thing, and I'll just run this by real quick. I've run it by before. Someone that had got to me. By the way, you ever heard the term that really got my goat? Well, the devil knows where your goat is tied. Amen. And I got into a situation that really got my goat. And I knew what the scripture said about forgiveness and I thought I had done it completely but laying there on the floor helpless I decided I want to double check that box amen (laughs) this is this is you know I want to make double sure that I didn't just say those words and not mean it from my heart and so I called that person by name that every time I thought of them, I just saw red. And I thought, sooner or later, I won't see red. But I still saw red every time I thought of them and what they did to me. And if I told you what they did to me, you'd see red with me. But we, we can't go there. You've got to stay out of there. Amen. You can have all the faith in the world, but if you don't forgive, you can't use it legally. Amen. Jesus said, if you don't forgive men, their trespasses. Father ain't going to forgive you yours. So if you ain't going to forgive somebody, you better be 100% totally sinless. And you can't do that. We had a few amens, a couple of oh me's. You can't do that. You can't do that. If we say we have no sin, God says you are a liar. I'm a liar. Amen? Is that correct? If we say we have no sin, we're what? We're liars. We're lying to God. We're lying to people. We're, Worst of all, we're lying to ourselves. But if we confess our sin, he's faithful. He's just to forgive our sin and to deliver us from all iniquity. So I called this person by name and I said, Lord, I forgive this person. The moment I did that, that's when the peace came. That's when the peace came that passes all understanding. It opened the door for God's will to be done in earth as it is in heaven. It was a prayer that, that your prayers could even be answered in my behalf. Praise God. And the door was opened. And when they took me and put me in the back of the meat wagon, and headed for the hospital my wife followed in the car yes it's i was a dead punk of meat laying in the back of that thing and they started calling in bringing in a stroke victim 60 whatever years old at the time amen and he's had a stroke and he's unresponsive he can't do this and he can't do that in his faces all the stroke symptoms are there and, and they verified that after three days in the hospital on the third day god raised me up on the third day i walked out not without a wheelchair to help me amen i came to church the next sunday walked out i believe it was on a well it was on a tuesday it happened wednesday thursday walked out on friday came to church on sunday when i walked in the door doug said do you need a chair and I thought this is so complete I wasn't being arrogant if I needed a chair I would sit in a chair I don't know how I would preach in a chair amen but you know what I'm saying (laughs) amen (laughs) I've seen Charles Stanley do it because he hurt his ankle he sat at a desk and they said we like you doing that and I thought that's fine that's Charles it's just not me you understand amen but God's healing was so great so absolute the nurse said I deal with these things all the time I know I've looked at your chart I know what happened to you do you understand that you're a miracle I said absolutely and it's not see here's the deal well brother Vimba you're a preacher you you, you're one of God's pets I said it two services ago amen I was the black sheep of my family and I was an only child now figure that out It's the truth. I never made the grade. Somehow I had that independent spirit. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to be like you. I'm going to be like somebody, anybody. But (laughs) y'all. There's a point in your life you do that. You know, you get 16, 17, 18. I don't want to be like any of y'all. Do my thing. (laughs) And it'll get you in trouble. It'll always get you in trouble. But God was merciful to me. God was gracious to me. God was good to me. And it wasn't because that I'm special to God in the sense of being in some level of faith or some level of... The only thing is I understand how faith works. Let me tell you this as we close. The hinder part of the ship, I've said it before, Jesus is asleep the storm's getting worse and they are deeply concerned that they're going to sink. And they go and shake him and say, Master, don't you care that we perish? This is the issue he's dealing with, is them distrusting his love and watch care. Because when, he, when they woke him up, he said, where is your faith? Now, the hyper-faith teachers are going to tell you they should have walked to the front of that ship, not bothered Jesus at all, had confidence that in their faith, and walked out there and told the storm to quit it. Jesus wasn't talking about them trying to be him. Amen. Amen. By the way, I love the, the preacher of the church on the way in Van Nuys, California, who said, they asked him, they said, what have you learned about God? in all of these years Jack Hayford Church on the Way in Van Nuys, California Four Square Church Full Gospel uh, many celebrities went there and got saved and got right with God and they asked him in an interview what have you learned of all of these years of ministering and pastoring and, and, and being a Bible teacher in conferences what have you learned? he said two great things he said there is a God and I'm not him I like that. That's simple, but that's true. Can you say, man? I don't want to be him. I need help from him. Praise God. I want to be me with a God who helps me. Hallelujah. And I want a God who, when I cry out, responds to me. That I don't have to be so strong except in the Lord. And I want my confidence in His goodness, His mercy, His faithfulness. Where's your faith? And you know what He did? Instead of encouraging them to go tell the storm something, He walked right past them. Well, what faith was He talking about then? He told the storm, Peace, be still. And immediately, there was a great calm. And what He was talking about, was what they said to him. Master, don't you care? It's going to come to your heart in the time of trouble. And the answer doesn't come immediately. If God loved you, well, he does love you. He gave his son for you. It's mine, your impatience, that's getting in the way. Can you say, man? We just get impatient. God's delay is not necessarily his denial. But they that wait upon the Lord... You're not going to stay down long. You will mount up with wings as an eagle and run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Can you say amen? God is so gracious. God didn't expect Peter to walk the water. He expected Peter to cry out to him when he found out he couldn't. And him and Peter... Walked back to the boat. He did walk the water. But he didn't do it by his own faith. And by himself. He did it hand in hand with Jesus. Can you say man? The storm did stop. And they did not sink. Not because they were taught how to tell the storm not to bother them. But because Jesus came on the scene. And he spoke to the storm. So... I learned a great lesson about faith when I couldn't help myself. And they didn't do a thing at the hospital except verify the stroke that had occurred. Didn't give me any kind of medication. Cost $27,000 to the insurance company for my three-day stay. I must have had some of those $500 aspirins. I don't know. Amen. Several of them. But they didn't give me anything. But God took care of me. And I am so glad when I hear someone talking about faith. My focus is on His love. What held Him to that cross. Hallelujah, in my behalf. I want to tell you something today. You are loved with a love that if we hadn't seen it demonstrated in Jesus... It would be very, very difficult for us to comprehend it. And I'm still chewing on it. Hallelujah. He that feareth is not perfected in love. Fear has torment, penal imprisonment. But what casts out fear is you don't need deliverance by someone laying hands on you to get a demon of fear out of you. You just need a man to comprehend And receive the love of God. We've known and believed. We've known and believed. We've known and believed the love that God has for us. For God is love. He has power. But he is love. And it's the love that causes him to release that power. Son of David. Have mercy on me. So who did Jesus call out of all that crowd? the man who is depending on his love and the mercy that flows out of it. Bring that man to me! And it wasn't because he was just the one hollering the loudest. Although he hollered louder when they told him to shut up. It's because of what he was saying. And he would have heard it if he was whispering it. Because he was God incarnate. And what did... What got Jesus to stop in his tracks? Bless God, I'm believing you, I'm besta-. No, that's not what caused Jesus to stop in his tracks. Son of David, have mercy on me. Bring that man to me. Bring that man to me. Bring that man to me. How many got enough faith in his love for you to appeal to his mercy in the time of trouble? Come boldly before the throne of grace that you might obtain initially not healing or help. What's the first thing? That you might obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of any need. So faith starts with mercy, appeal to his mercy. But because he's merciful, he's, Jesus put it this way. If you being evil according to your flesh know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your heavenly Father give good things to them that ask Him? Can you say man? Hallelujah. Man has that kind of compassion and that kind of love. God is infinitely more loving than any man or any woman could ever possibly be. And ladies, God has paid you a great honor when He used a good mother's love. To compare to His love for His covenant people. I want to read that again. This is intimate. This is personal. Hallelujah. Isaiah sixty six twelve and 13. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the Gentiles like a flowing stream. Then shall ye suck, ye shall be borne upon her sides, and be dandled upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. I'm going to read you a couple of things mothers will relate with today. Mother was concerned about her only son going off to college. True story. She wrote the following letter to the college president. It kept it in his files. Dear sir, my son has been accepted for admission to your college, and soon he will be leaving me. I'm writing to ask that you give your personal attention to the selection of his roommate. I want to be sure that his roommate is not the kind of person who uses foul language or tells off-color jokes, smokes, drinks, or chases after girls. I hope you understand why I'm appealing to you directly. You see, this is the first time my son will be away from home except for his three years in the Marine Corps. No matter where you go, what you do, what you become, or how old you get, you're going to be somebody's baby boy, somebody's baby girl. And that's your mama. And you ought to be glad that that is so. Mamas have it tough. That's why we should honor them. Mother's the truest friend we have, Washington Irving said. The truest friend we have. A child is sent to bed. A small boy is sent to bed by his mother five minutes later. Mom! What? I'm thirsty. Can you bring me a glass of water? No, you had your chance. Lights out. Five minutes later, Mom. What? I'm thirsty. Can I have a glass of water? I told you no. If you ask again, I'll have to spank you. Five minutes later, Mom. What? When you come in to spank me, can you bring me a glass of water? It's not easy being a mom, is it? (laughs) That boy would be thirsty. I never got a spanking. I got a whooping. I'd dehydrate, I reckon. True story. Moms have it tough. For weeks, a six-year-old lad kept telling his first-grade teacher about the baby brother or sister that was expected at his house. One day, the mother allowed the boy to feel the movement of the unborn child in her stomach. The six-year-old was obviously impressed, made no comment. Furthermore, he stopped telling his teacher about the impending event. The teacher finally sat the boy on her lap and said, Tommy, whatever has become of your baby brother or sister you were expecting at your home? Tommy burst into tears and confessed I think mommy ate it <laughs> M- Moms have it tough sometimes <laughs> Amen <laughs> I mean he's six years old Give him some you know cut him some slack <laughs> God is good today God is good today Friend of mine, I'm going to tell you straight up, I have no desire to run with the big dogs. I'm not leaving the kitchen either. And the heat comes, I'm depending and crying out to a God who loves me and a Savior who stayed on the cross for me. And I believe that that God... See, there's two parts to that imperative faith. We must believe they that come to God for any reason, anything must believe that He is omnipresent, omnipotent. Amen. Omnipresent. Omniscient. He knows how to do all things. He has the power to do all things. He's present with us. But they must also believe something else. That he is a rewarder. That he responds. Because of his love. For you and his love for me. Fear hath torment. He that feareth is not perfected in love. For perfect love cast out all fear. Hallelujah. And God loves you with that kind of love. And, and that love will endure and that love will bring you through if you've got faith and confidence in that master don't you care that we perish He said, where's your faith where's your faith faith in what your ability to deal with that storm by faith or the love of god the love of christ amen they were questioning his love amen he said where's your faith in what in me in me And I've got faith in Him because I've been where my faith was shaken. I'm crying out. Nothing is happening, but God is merciful. God is faithful. Now, I like an old song that's not in vogue today. It's just a little talk with Jesus makes it right. There's a verse in there that said, He will hear your faintest cry, and He will answer by and by. Just a little talk with Jesus. Makes it right. Praise God. And those little talks with Jesus called prayer is so very powerful that Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian down on their knees. Praise God. So I'm grateful to the Lord today. Hallelujah. I am so grateful that I can't stop praising his name. I remember praising him on the way to the hospital. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I, it was so, when that peace enveloped me, I could have went to heaven or stayed here. One, it, I was in a strait betwixt two. I, I had a willingness to depart and to be with Christ. I really did. I thought if this old body's failed, I don't want to stay in it no longer. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to struggle to breathe. I don't want to put on, I've told my wife, don't put me on no machine. When it's time for me to go, call on God. Uh, and if He says it's time to go, then let's go. Hallelujah. Amen. But if it ain't time to go, you're stuck with me for a while longer. Amen. Hallelujah. If you want to come to church here, praise God. That wasn't a big hand clap, but I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's okay. Hallelujah. God is good. How many are not going to stay on the porch? How many are going to just believe God? Not not to be a big dog, but to, but to say, listen, I don't have to be a big shot. God loves me. Gave his son for me. How many people of color do we have here? Well, actually, all of us. That's not a trick question. You've got to have some kind of color amen they call me a white man i actually have never seen a white man that's a white dress right there and if i see somebody that white that's a ghost and i'm out of here only ghost i want to see is the holy ghost can you say amen hallelujah amen how many people of afro african afro-american people do we have here in the movement to come up from those that will suppress and keep you down There was a slogan, and I heard it many times back in the 60s I am somebody. I'm not a nobody. I count. I am somebody. Listen, if you're a Christian, you are somebody. You're a son and a daughter of the living God. And he loved you enough to give his son for you. And when you plead the precious blood of Jesus, praise God in your situation, all the love that caused him to stay on that cross is just flowing right directly toward you and toward me. Hallelujah. And how excellent is thy loving kindness. That's what stimulates faith. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, The sons of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. So down at Big Patricia's thunderbolt comes. All those little chicks go running to that mama hen. All those little chicks are running to that mama hen. She lifts her wings until they're all underneath. She closes her wings over them. The storm can go on but they're right there nestled. They can hear their mother's heartbeat covered with her wings. In the prairie, a ranch had a bunch of chickens on it. Lightning struck, started a prairie fire. The wind from the storm that was coming blew the fire, and they had to leave the ranch for their life. Come back after the fire had swept over it. They didn't see anything living. Everything was dead. The horse was dead, the cow was dead but they heard cheeping and they looked and there was a mama hen laying like this charred from the fire on her back dead and when they flipped her over there were eight little bitties that mama had just put the wings out covered the bitties died to save her little chicks and you know what Jesus did now all you that want to get these big theological stuff you're in the wrong church for that what Jesus talked plain about it. O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that stoned the prophets and killed them that are sent unto you, how many times would I have what? Taken you under my wing as a mother hen her chicks, but you wouldn't let me. Well, I don't know about you, my dear friend, but I live in a faulty body in a fallen world, and I'm going to let him. Can you say, (laughs) man, I'm going to run to him, Brother Sean. Hallelujah. I make no bones about it. If he's lifted his wings and offered me that kind of covering and help, I'm going to run to him. I'm not going to be tentative. I'm not running from the devil. I'm running to God. There's a vast difference. Can you say, (laughs) man, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you stand to your feet today? How many feel a praise in you right now for the Lord and His mercy and His goodness? How many? I'm not going to ask how many are a storm. We're probably all in some kind of a storm, one way or the other. How many want to praise Him in the storm because of His faithfulness and His goodness? Praise God. Well, He's going to bring you through. Let's give Him praise before we leave today. If you have to go, you may understand we've been here quite a long time. Hallelujah.